Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Tonight, a special edition of the CBS Evening News from here on Maui. The new details as recovery crews are in a race against time before a potential new storm rolls in. Plus, what we're learning about the fourth indictment against former President Donald Trump. Here are tonight's headlines. With only a third of the search complete, the governor warning the death toll could double as we learn the identities of some of the victims. Our new reporting about what went wrong here on Maui. Nothing would make us more pleased if we couldn't go back in time and have a lot more protection from sirens. We speak with Lahaina residents who find themselves starting over from nothing. Everything's gone. Everything's to the ground. And the concern tonight about Lahaina's children. How many are among the missing? And the news of an elementary school completely destroyed. Fire went through each building, so there's no windows, no doors. There's nothing left. The fire guys show up, and they don't have water. The threat continues on Maui as fires still burn in Kula. A Georgia grand jury hands up the most sweeping indictment yet against former President Donald Trump. On charges he and 18 others engaged in criminal conspiracy, trying to undermine the results of the 2020 election in Georgia. Small town Kansas newspaper is in the national, even international spotlight. It was rated on Friday for a story that never published. Investigators identify a possible cause in a deadly home explosion in a Pittsburgh suburb. It's a little Noah's Ark. And as Maui residents look toward recovery, the volunteers looking out for the fire's littlest victims. Humans need the pets just as much as the pets need the humans. You can be always... Good evening.
evening, and we are live again tonight from Maui, reporting from America's 50th state, Hawaii, because it is grappling with the worst natural disaster in its history. Today marks one week since the wildfires tore through Lahaina, but the search and recovery for victims is just in the beginning stages. The death toll stands at nearly 100, but that number is expected to grow dramatically in the coming days. The National Guard and 20 cadaver dogs continue the painstaking search for victims in the burned-out ruins. The Maui Police Department revealing just tonight that they have identified four victims. It's calling on family members with missing loved ones to give DNA samples. Lahaina is the hardest-hit community, but right here in Kula, known as Upcountry, fires are still burning. Moments ago, we just witnessed crews putting out new hotspots. President Biden today making his first in-depth remarks about the tragedy and promising to visit. There's a lot to get to, and we have team coverage of this ongoing disaster, starting with Maui's long road to recovery. As Lahaina still smolders, it's a race to finish recovery efforts before forecasted rain, possibly hampering the search for remains. This historic town closed off, authorities warning about toxic hazards. The fact that they're making it difficult for us to try and go back to where we're from, it's just hard and unbelievable. I mean, I still have loved ones that's trapped. Today, officials were only able to identify four people using their fingerprints. But we are learning more tonight about victims found by their families, including the Tone and Takafua family. The four, including a seven-year-old, discovered inside a burned-out car. Just seeing dead bodies on the <sighs> Dead bodies on the rocks on the beach, bodies in the, in the car. There was a kid underneath the, a car on Front Street. Looked like his dad was trying to protect him, but they just was burnt. We witnessed the devastation firsthand, traveling to Lahaina by boat with volunteers delivering supplies. And you said there's a school right around there too? Yeah, right behind those boats. That's the school of the elementary school. And that was decimated. That elementary school is where Mindy Cherry is a first grade teacher. They're just ash. And then all of the classrooms, all of the windows are blown out. The roofs were just kind of tilted on the ground. Um, fire went through each building, so there's no windows, no doors. It's just, and every building's that way. There's nothing left. With more than 1,300 still missing, we heard about fears that many are children. I'm just going to be very direct with people uh, always. When the bodies are smaller, we know it's a child. That's one of the toughest parts of this. President Biden today is speaking about the tragedy for the first time in five days. Imagine being a mom or dad, wondering where your child is. But in the midst of the ash, anguish, and unknown, there is still a tight-knit community. How would you describe the heart of the people from Lahaina? So strong. Yeah. They really care about each other and everyone. It's not just Lahaina because now they're leaning on everybody from Maui because there is no Lahaina. Allie Maddox runs Lahaina Grill and co-owns Hotel Lahaina. Both burned to the ground. Nearly 50 of her 75 employees lost everything. Well, there's no way they can move back there even if the structure is standing because it's in rubble. What's your biggest worry when it comes to all the people you work with? I actually know that they're going to be okay because the people that work with us are strong and they love each other and everyone is helping each other. I'm so worried about all the people that we don't know about yet. 
There is still just so much emotion here. There are also new questions tonight about how the wildfires began and why the flames spread so quickly across the region. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports there's also growing outrage over the response. Good evening, Jonathan. And good evening, Nora. We're hearing from people that not only survived the flames, but then went days without food, water, and even medical assistance, all while waiting desperately for help to arrive. One week after the catastrophic fire ripped through Lahaina, tonight many residents say they were failed by their government. Was there any communication in these first few hours of that panic state? No. Nothing. State officials are investigating what went wrong. But here's what we know. Tuesday morning, 6.37 a.m., a three-acre fire breaks out near Lahaina Intermediate School. Two hours later, it's declared 100% contained. But with forecasts calling for wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour, four schools in West Maui were closed due to the powerful winds from Hurricane Dora. 3.30 p.m., hours later, the fully contained fire, which may have given residents false hope, flares up. All the while, active power lines are down. They were never shut off. Alert sirens designed to warn residents of an emergency sat silent. With no evacuation alert, Kawina Kahula barely survived. Fear and panic that I have never experienced before in my life. She followed a line of cars she thought towards safety. You unknowingly were heading into the danger zone. Willingly, unknowingly, blindly headed into the fire. The problems cascaded. Fire crews had no water pressure. A utility official tells CBS News they ran dry when water leaked from fire-damaged pipes. All the things that went wrong compounded by what happened after the flames died down. Kahula says no assistance came for two days. There's an airport right up the road. Why isn't that being used? There's an oceanfront 20 feet from our lobby. Why are we not using that? It's heartbreaking because there was ways to get help to you. Yes. And officials say relief was delayed because the roads were blocked. But Kahula tells me when she evacuated, nearly three days later, the roads were cleared and help still had not arrived, Nora. Such incredibly powerful interviews and reporting. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you so much. Well, wildfires are still raging right here in Maui. We're actually in a place known as the upcountry in a town called Kula. And just moments ago, we witnessed crews dousing hotspots just up here, not far from where we are. And they believe that that started this wildfire in this area that took out 19 homes, including the home behind me. It is a reminder tonight that the danger still exists. You can even hear some of the helicopters in the region. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports on a community that's relying on each other in the face of devastating loss. In Maui's upcountry town of Kula, this is the land where Sweetheart Maury's home stood just last week. We fortunately got out alive, you know, in the, before the fire came. Were you able to salvage anything from no, your home? Nothing, uh, nothing. We came, we came back the next day and everything was still on fire. Her family's survival is the only solace. Everybody's struggling here as it is living day by day, but they still give, you know, they still want to help. Kula residents Jack Swank, Aaron McVeigh, and their roommates built a brigade of hoses with neighbors to save their block. 
we're still on edge. We're not, we do not feel like we're out of the woods yet. Like, not at all. Maury says many have wanted to buy off her property, but she says even if they need to pitch a tent, it's not for sale. It's for the next generations. Amaya is Maury's granddaughter. It's been really heartbreaking coming up and seeing my grandma's house gone. You're planning to rebuild here? We're planning to rebuild. You will stay? Yeah, we will stay. This is my land. This is my land. We from here. This is my country. So I cannot, I cannot go anywhere. You know, I, I, I think about moving to the USA because it's so expensive over here. But where are I going? I don't belong there. Maury told us, like those neighbors, her husband also tried to avoid evacuations and try and protect their home. But thanks to that granddaughter, she finally convinced them to leave. And now, of course, the house is destroyed, but the family is safe. Now. Yeah, and people don't know where to go. That's yeah. right. Lily Luciano, thank you so much. The other top story, the fourth criminal indictment of former President Donald Trump. The Georgia grand jury handed up 13 counts against Trump, including conspiracy and racketeering for his alleged attempts to overturn the results of that state's 2020 presidential election. CBS's Nicole Killian reports 18 others are also facing charges. The 98-page indictment was handed up as cameras rolled. It contained 41 felony counts, listing former President Trump and 18 other defendants, including members of his inner circle, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and ex-personal attorney Rudy Giuliani. District Attorney Fonnie Willis gave them 10 days to surrender. The grand jury believes they were part of the illegal effort to overturn the results of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. The indictment says the activity began within days of the 2020 election. Willis used Georgia's racketeering law to accuse Trump and his associates of conspiracy. Some of those acts may seem quite innocent uh, in and of themselves, but they are each steps, according to the prosecutor, to show a pattern of activity that is, in fact, composed of ultimately of crimes. The court filing cites 161 separate overt acts, ranging from lying to state legislators during a series of hearings at the Georgia Capitol to creating a false slate of electors and severe harassment of election worker Ruby Freeman. In a pair of Truth Social posts, Trump called the indictment a witch hunt, renewing his claims of election fraud in Georgia. The indictment also references Trump's phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, which sparked Willis's investigation. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. Today, Raffensperger said the most basic principles of a strong democracy are accountability and respect for the Constitution and rule of law. You either have it or you don't. Tonight, Trump's ex-chief of staff, Mark Meadows, wants his case moved out of Fulton County to federal court. His attorneys say the allegations against him are not criminal, and they intend to file a motion to get the case dismissed. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you. There's also some breaking news tonight. North Korea is acknowledging for the first time that an American soldier ran across its heavily armed border last month. The North claims that private Travis King now wants to seek refuge there or in a different country. 
A defense official just telling CBS News that the U.S. cannot verify those statements came from King and they remain focused on his safe return. He was set to leave South Korea and be discharged from the army after serving 47 days of hard labor for assaulting two people. We want to turn now to the weather. Powerful storms are in the forecast for the East Coast, while record heat will be the problem in the Pacific Northwest. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Strong to even severe storms expected for parts of the East Coast for the next several hours. Some of the storms that are going to come will bring at least the chance for some damaging winds and then push off and really winding down during the overnight hours. Heat has been going up. A heat wave gripping much of the Pacific Northwest down into California. Excessive heat warnings for millions of people. This heat is going to last for days. Meanwhile, relief eventually coming to the Pacific Northwest, Nora. However, that heat is just shifting over to the middle of the U.S. Chris, thank you. Tonight, there are important questions about the First Amendment following a police raid on a small-town newspaper in Kansas. The publisher tells us he's planning a federal lawsuit against the police department. More than 30 news organizations, including CBS News, have condemned the raid. CBS's Elaine Cajano reports on the potential constitutional fallout. Surveillance video shows police in Marion, Kansas, raiding the offices of the Marion County Record last Friday, seizing computers, servers, and cell phones. The paper's owner, Eric Meyer, says officers also searched his house, where his 98-year-old mother lived. She died the next day, he says, from the stress. It's intimidation. I, I think that the whole point of this was intimidation. Police say they suspected the paper of identity theft and unlawful acts. Meyer says the paper obtained information that a local restaurant owner had a DUI and was driving without a license for 14 years. That owner says the information was obtained illegally, while Meyer said it was provided by a source and confirmed by public records. The paper was also investigating allegations the new police chief, Gideon Cody, had left his previous job with the Kansas City Police to avoid a demotion for alleged sexual misconduct. Meyer ultimately decided not to publish either story. Everyone has to be protected against unlawful search and seizure. You have to justify that there's no other way to get something other than to intrude in somebody's house to seize their property. Federal law protects journalists requiring police to subpoena any materials in most criminal investigations. But Marion police defended the raid, saying the law does not apply when journalists, quote, themselves are suspects in the offense that is the subject of the search. Nora. Elaine Kihano, thank you. Fire officials find a possible cause into a deadly house explosion. We'll have the details next. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money 
on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Investigators tonight are pinpointing a possible cause of the tremendous explosion that rocked a Pittsburgh suburb on Saturday. Five people, including a 12-year-old boy, were killed. Fire officials say there was a problem with the hot water tank in the basement of the house that went up. Three homes were destroyed in the blast and the widespread fire that followed. At least a dozen other homes were damaged. A group of surfers is lucky to be back on land after being stranded at sea. Their story of survival is next. Four Australian surfers found alive today about 36 hours after their boat capsized off Indonesia. An intense search was launched on Sunday after the group was reported missing. Three surfers were found sitting on their boards. A fourth member of the group who'd started paddling toward land was picked up several miles away. The Maui animal shelter that's become a modern-day Noah's Ark. That's next. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tonight, one of the challenges for some families here on Maui is what to do with their pets. Most of the shelters don't accept animals, so people are faced forced to make hard choices. And that's where these animal shelters come in, trying to help the furry members of the family. You're going to be all right here. Rodnil Toscano made it out of Lahaina, his home destroyed, but he and his pets are okay. We needed to find a really safe place. That's why he's at the Hawaii Animal Rescue Foundation in Wailuku. 
Toscana is in a shelter, so he needs a place for his three dogs and rabbits. They'll take care of them really, really well here, and so we could get them back. This facility is getting ready for a hundred pets, dogs, cats, even tortoises. It's a little Noah's Ark, yeah. CEO Don Fenler says taking care of people's pets gives them one less thing to worry about. Some animals are coming for 24 hours and some might be with, with us for a while. So we're trying to prepare for a marathon, not a sprint. How much time? And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. And as we say goodnight, our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Maui. Telling their stories has been an honor. And I hope the attention brings much needed relief. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts